Welcome to the Meet Medic Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Suresh Kawadka. I'm a GP and lifestyle physician, and I'm a practicing carnivore. I've had great success myself and with patients by following a carnivore diet, and I want to spread the word about how to achieve optimal health through diet, nutrition, and lifestyle changes. In the last episode, I went into a little bit more detail about my carnivore journey, but in this episode, I wanted to discuss more about fasting on the carnivore diet. Is it needed? Or is it harmful? Let's start by talking about intermittent fasting. What is it and why is it useful? Now I'm going to cover this in much more detail in another episode, really going into the detail about fasting. So if you want a more detailed explanation, please subscribe and listen out for that one. So intermittent fasting is basically restricting your eating to a certain time window. It's sometimes called time-restricted eating, and usually it's done by skipping breakfast and possibly lunch. You also need to skip anything really that will cause your insulin to jump. So you can't just have a milky coffee and then skip breakfast. Then you're not really doing fasting. You're actually really just not eating and then you will probably get some issues. Some people say you can do, you know, like a bulletproof coffee uh, whilst fasting. That's having fat or oil in your coffee, uh, no milk. Um, or just eating butter and it won't break a fast. Now, I'm not 100% sure about that one. Uh, I don't think it's been studied to my knowledge. Um, If you really wanted to test it, well, you could do a fasting insulin and then eat butter and then repeat the fasting insulin test. We know fat doesn't really raise insulin at all, so butter shouldn't do much. But it probably will do a little because butter does still have some protein and a little bit of sugar, although not much it could be enough to technically break the fast. Realistically, it's probably fine. Now, some people do 16-hour fasts, some do 18, some 20, and so on. Some, like the patient I saw the other day, does alternate day fasting. There's really no set pattern that you have to follow. You just do what works for you. So so why bother with restricting, restricting your eating? Well, the real reason we want to fast is to reduce our insulin resistance primarily, insulin insulin levels, and put us into a so-called fasted state. Now, the fasting state refers to the metabolism switching over from glucose and carbs to ketones and fat, possibly protein, though likely only in a starvation. This is the opposite of what we call the fed state, in which we use glucose as fuel. Now, I disagree with these definitions, and I know others out there do as well. I believe our natural state is the fasting state. You just have to look at babies. The vast majority of the time, they're actually in nutritional ketosis. Look at almost every other animal on the planet. Maybe even all of them, I'm not sure entirely. They mostly use fatty acids as fuel. Even, for example, cows eating grass, they're not really actually eating the carbohydrates. They're not actually getting the cellulose directly. They're actually absorbing fatty acids which are produced by bacteria that feed on the cellulose in the grass. So they're actually using fat as fuel, not carbs. So what happens when we get into this so-called fasted state? Well, our fasting, our insulin rather, is as low as possible. And the longer that goes for, the longer the fasting goes for, the lower our insulin resistance will go, which is a good thing. Our insulin sensitivity also increases, which is good as well. The low insulin environment will also trigger autophagy. Autophagy is the body's repair and regeneration mechanisms, 
and is essential for proper maintenance of the body, and we want to be having this. In our fasted state, we can also unblock the hormone leptin and start to utilise our fat stores. Leptin is primarily produced from our fat cells and it basically tells the brain that you've had enough fat already and it doesn't need to make any more and you don't need to eat more. So in our fasted state, the brain can actually see our fat stores and utilise them. Insulin will really block both of these mechanisms. Once we can use our fat, we have almost endless supply of energy. So the average human being has around 600 grams of stored carbs, glycogen, in the liver and muscle. That equates to approximately 2,400 calories as one gram of carbs is about four calories in energy. Now compare that to your fat stores. Now I couldn't really find any hard data on the average body fat percentage, but given around 70% of American adults are obese, the chances are it's going to be pretty high. Now yes, I'd said 70%, that is a ridiculously high number. I will put a link to the paper that I got this from, but yeah, that's a pretty accurate number actually. So anyway, let's, lose, yeah, let's just use my approximate body weight and fat percentage, around 70 kilograms and roughly 25%. So that means I have around 17 and a half kilograms of fat. Fat is around nine calories per gram. So that means my fat stores are around 157,000 calories as potential energy stored in my fat just a little bit more than the 2,400 we have stored as carbs. But if your insulin is high, if it's up, it's pretty much literally locking away your fat stores and you can't actually use them. Now, I couldn't really find any evidence to back this up, but my theory is that this is what the runner's second wind really is, really your body unlocking your fat stores. Now, most people have experienced this at some point. You're, you're pretty exhausted with exercise. You're barely able to keep going, but you, you kind of keep pushing through. And then somehow you get this energy out of nowhere and we call that second wind. Suddenly you can seem to just carry on easily and almost go forever. You may be not exactly as fast as you were, but you're pretty close, but seemingly just endless energy. And my theory here, is that your insulin has been forced way down through the exercise and just burning the glucose. And now suddenly you can actually unlock your fat stores. Now I think it's a good theory at least, and I'd love to be proven correct or, or wrong to be fair. If anyone out there knows any data on this, look, please let me know. So anyway, it sounds like we kind of want to be in this fasted state all the time, surely. But why do we call fasted state in the first place? Well, really, this just refers to when we were originally looking at this and we have the fed state versus the fasted state. Now, the fed state was basically when people were eating carbohydrates, so the insulin was high. Now, we really thought this was actually the normal um, dietary kind of time. We all thought this was a normal metabolism, so we called that fed and we called the opposite fasting. So do we want to be in this fasted state all the time? Well, I would argue that we should. And I know that others argue that as well. But we don't need to fast all the time. I mean, you can't fast all the time. You can't just never eat. You will probably eventually die, which is not good. Now, the longest fast on record, I think, is around 387 days, I believe. Angus Barberia, Scottish man. I'll cover that again in another episode. Uh, but I wouldn't recommend you fast for 387 days. 
So we can't fast all the time, but we can be in the fasted state the whole time. So how come? Well, we said that it's a fasted state, not fasting state. The fasted state is when our insulin is low. Now, one of the best ways to drop your insulin level is to follow a low-carb diet, like keto or carnivore. Carnivore is an almost zero-carb way of eating and will keep you in the fasted state the vast majority of the time. Now, keto, keto rather should do the same. So the question is, do we need to fast as well as doing carnivore diet? Well, sadly, there's no real studies that have looked at this specific question, at least that I could find. But many people believe you don't need to because your body really is already in the fasted state due to the low insulin levels that you're at. And you're really already getting almost all of the benefits. Now, this is a really evidenced, I think, by studies on the fasting mimicking diet, which really was specifically designed to emulate fasting in a long-term sustainable way and gives very similar results to fasting. Now, what's another word for a fasting mimicking diet? The ketogenic diet. Carnivore is a form of ketogenic diet and will be putting us in the fasted state the vast, vast majority of the time, if not pretty much all the time. Now, given that we're already in the fasted state, whilst it's possible, I think it's unlikely that extra fasting is going to have a significant impact. Now, many that do carnivore are really actually naturally fasting anyway because they really don't eat unless they're hungry. Some suggest we should specifically add fasting, both intermittent and prolonged therapeutic fasting, like maybe five or even seven days. Now, I've even seen some people saying they regularly do 30-day fasts. Even I think I saw one person saying they did 42-day fasts every three months. I mean, that's like fasting 42 days on, 42 days off, 42 days on. I mean, it's ridiculous. It's totally excessive and completely not required. Now, I believe anyway, there's barely any benefits beyond seven days other than simply the calorie reduction from not eating. And there are significant risks. But if you want to learn more about prolonged fasting, I will be doing an episode on this as well. So do make sure you to subscribe to my podcast. So I think the real question here is, you know, do I think intermittent fasting is required on the carnivore diet? No. Is it helpful? Maybe. But I personally think if you're eating intuitively, you'll likely be occasionally fasting naturally. And I don't think forcing intermittent fasting on top is required. If you want to do intermittent fasting, go ahead. There's no harm. But I really wouldn't worry about it at all. Thank you for tuning into this episode of the Meat Medic Podcast. Subscribe for more episodes. And if you want to support this podcast, please see the links in the description. Thank you for this. Li Thank you for listening to this episode of the Meat Medic Podcast. If you've enjoyed this episode, please leave a five-star review on your podcast platform of choice. It really does help to spread the word that how, how we can improve mental and physical health through diet and nutrition. If you are in interested in improving your own... Okay, let's just re-record that. 
Thank you for listening to this episode of the Meet Medic Podcast. If you found this episode useful, please leave a five-star review on your podcast platform of choice. It really does help out the channel to grow. If you have found this useful and you want to improve your physical and mental health further, please do check out my website, themeekmedic.com, where you can find all my eBooks are currently 50% off with the code 50OFF. That's code 50OFF50OFF for 50% off all eBooks. Take care. Thank you. See you in the next episode.